simply said, we all want to live well, do good, be happy. But how do we do that in the middle of our regular routine of kids complaining and laundry to fold? How do we live well, do good, be happy with big jobs and full lives? Well, I'm Polly Campbell, and that's what we'll talk about here on Simply Said. Hey, how are you feeling today? Can you feel some tension in your neck and shoulders that might be a sign of worry or stress? Do you feel some anger boiling up because of some dumbhead thing your boss said at work? Are you feeling confused because maybe the on and off again signals from a friend? Or feeling blue, having a hard time getting out of bed? Are you feeling calm and content because you have the house alone and quiet for a bit? been there, done all of that, right? We all have. We have all felt those big emotions because we are all emotional creatures. But if you've ever been bowled over by big emotions or afraid to feel too much because of the fear that your emotions might just run away with you, you are not alone. And yet there are some things we can do to manage our emotions and take in the gifts they provide us. Emotions can truly help us live a healthier, happier life. And we'll talk about how that works and how we can do it right here, right now on Simply Said, the show where we talk about practical ways. And by practical, I mean even the things I can do. And if I can do them, you can do them. To live well, do good, be happy. Hello, I'm Polly Campbell, and I am feeling fired up today. Excited, energized, but last night... Uh, Not so much. Last night I was feeling frazzled, (laughs) agitated, frustrated, and slowly those milder emotions intensified until I was just plain pissed off. By the time I went to bed, my feelings were running away with me. I was trying to relax and unwind, shift my perspective from one of upset into a place of gratitude, and yet I kept returning back to this feeling of frustration, anger. And that was fueled by plenty of what-ifing. Have you ever done that? What if things don't improve? What if her ankle really is broken? What if the check doesn't come by the time I have to pay the bill? What if she's going to be a total failure in life because I so suck completely as a mother? (laughs) Whatever. We end up ruminating, circling around these same old thoughts and feelings. And that intensifies our emotions. Usually the negative emotions that we're feeling at the time anger, the worry. Last night, it was my anxiety. Then I remembered the approach I'm going to share with you today, and it made all the difference. Here's the deal. You're going to feel big. If you like dogs, live with cats, ever met a child, had a job, waited in line at the post office, if you've ever taken a breath, you are going to have big emotions. And they aren't something to be afraid of. They are something that can really serve us, enrich our lives, point us toward our big goals. They are the things that make us distinctly human, right? And I think that's the the cool thing. Because of our emotions, we're able to feel deep love and joy. We don't have to be afraid of them. We can learn to live with them, even the ones that are uncomfortable and the things we don't love. And when we learn to manage them, we can take the information they hold for us and use it and move through them, diffuse their energy a little bit so we don't have to sit in the bad stuff. We don't have to sit in the ick, but I think it's valuable to recognize what it is we are feeling and then to use that emotion to move us, right? 
I think our ability to feel is one of the most important, powerful, enriching, motivating things we can do. They move us to achieve our goals. It doesn't feel fun to, you know, feel grief or disappointment. It's sucky to feel embarrassed or insecure. And yet those are the things that truly connect us to one another, build compassion, and help us move forward. Still, when I was cussing and stewing and worrying instead of sleeping last night, it was not a super fun time. It was uncomfortable. And then I remembered to call out my emotions. No matter what you feel, the ability to accurately label your emotions can help you manage them, according to research. It's called affect labeling. And it's a way to help ease guilt, anger, fear, and other powerful feelings and lead to better communication and compassion with people, according to the experts. In one study led by UCLA psychologist Matthew Lieberman, study participants were shown photographs of people with angry or fearful faces. The emotion prompting pictures caused a burst of activity, and here comes a fancy word, in the amygdala. That's the part of our brain, the limbic system, that is responsible for our emotional reactions. And it's in the same place where we make decisions and have memory. That's why when you're under huge stress or feeling deep emotions, some of those things can be impacted too. You might have a harder time making a decision. If you've ever been in grief, you know how hard it is to remember the little things of life while you're dealing with big feelings of grief. In the research, when the activity in that part of the brain, the amygdala spiked, and the study participants looked at the angry faces, that same activity decreased when they actually gave a word to the emotion. Right? So they felt the anger, and when they labeled that emotion as anger, when they spoke it out loud, the response quelled a little bit. The emotion, the weight of the emotion diffused within their brains. They felt less angry. The more specific they got when describing their feelings, the better able they were to regulate them. So instead of being bowled over by our powerful emotions and erupting in anger or running from the fear, we can learn to identify and express what we are feeling. And when we do that, we can understand our emotions better and move through them easier. This allows us to get to the good stuff because the emotions hold a cue for our lives, right? They are, give us insight we need to know which direction to head next. So when we can be aware of what we are feeling, we can soothe difficult relationships, we can become better problem solvers, we can be more compassionate and connected, and we can move beyond the big upset a little easier. Here's the thing, though. Most of us don't have the words. Really, we are very limited when we talk about our emotions. You feel upset, you're either sad or you're angry. You feel happy or good, you're either happy or joyful, right? We're very limited in how we talk about our feelings. And this approach really requires us to get specific about what we are thinking and feeling, right? To describe the depth of our experience. In another study from Ohio State University, researchers found that because of our limited emotional vocabulary, we were, we have a much harder time coping with strong feelings. Yet when we practice and play and bring in more emotional vocabulary words, 
God, that takes me back to like eighth grade when we had to list out all these big fancy words and write them over and over and over again. But the truth is when we come up with more subtle, specific words to describe our true feelings, we do better with our feelings. When we have a broader emotional vocabulary, we are able to use our emotions to move forward. And I really think that's what we're doing here, right? I love this too, because as I'm raising a daughter, and believe me, she's a teenager, we go through like 17 emotions in about 30 seconds. I'm I'm really busy trying to name them all, let me tell you. <laughs> but when I can put words to them, when I can understand them, I can help her understand herself a little bit and be more autonomous and more in control and less crazy and afraid and insecure. By working with her and helping both of us develop our emotional vocabulary, we're empowered and that always feels better. So that brings us up to our Simply Start segment this week. The Simply Start piece is where we just get started putting this practice to play in our own lives right now. And this week, Simply Start, I want you to start calling out your emotions. It's easy to get locked in them and and define everything as angry or stressed or happy, but there is so much more to our emotions and us than that. So challenge yourself to accurately label your feelings. Use the cues and the information and the way you feel in your body and and the things you're seeing and, and hearing and smelling to get detailed in your description of what it is you're feeling. Are you feeling angry or are you feeling hurt? Are you feeling restless or bored? Are you feeling depressed or melancholy? Start spelling out the subtleties in your life and what you're feeling. And and get curious. Just have fun with this. This is enough to be. You don't have to take time off work to explore your emotions. Well, you can. But but you don't have to just kind of play with it. Next time you're ticked off at a coworker or dealing with your teenager or talking to your next time you're in relationship or you're feeling disappointed about a performance at work or something you did during your workout that that made you feel less than go deeper and really see what it is you're feeling is it hurt or despair is it happiness is it contentment when you get really clear about what it is you are feeling then you can work with it so now is the time to start building our emotional vocabulary, calling out our feelings all throughout the day, just to become more aware. Uh, you know, when in the times in my life when, when I've worked to lose weight or become more fit, one of the things all the, the nutritional experts talk about is being aware of what you're putting in your mouth, right? What, what foods are you eating? Not judging them, but just, okay, I had two potato chips or I had a salad or to, to make a note of what you're putting in your body all day long. And I think it's valuable to do that with our brains, be aware what we're putting in our heart and our soul and our minds. And this is one way of doing it. Noticing what you're feeling, noticing how you're talking about those emotions and what's going into your heart and your mind. Because just like the food we eat, the thoughts we have, the feelings we express and notice and how we express them influence how we're going to feel and behave and, and move through the rest of our day. Um, when we feel better, we do better. And that's always really what the show comes back to is, is these little practical ways that we can become more in tune with our essence and calling out your emotions can do that. 
And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment, where each week I get to talk about something I think is simply nifty. A website or a book or practice or something that just makes us feel good, happier, more alive in this world. This week's Simply Nifty is all about the emotion wheel. Now you can find a lot of these online. Go to Google and search for wheel of emotions or emotion wheel. There's the Pluchik wheel. Um, a psychologist who really explored uh, the way we process emotions and, and the range that we feel in our There's the Geneva Wheel of Emotions. There are several printable versions online. They're color-coded. They have vocabulary labeling the different emotions. Look for one that is colorful and has the words in it because it's going to help you, and I, I'll explain why. At this point, for our use at home, I don't think it matters which one you pick. So choose one that fits for you, that doesn't feel too convoluted or too busy, something that works and and feels right to you. I want you to go on Google, search for a wheel of emotions, find one you like, and print it out. There are several free printable versions online, okay? And post it on your refrigerator. I have a few separate copies. I have one in my office, I have one on my refrigerator. And what this is, it's a wheel that identifies the core emotions at the center, the big general ones, and then it goes out and gets more specific and nuanced as we go out to the edge of the wheel. So for instance, on my wheel, one of the core emotions in the center is, and this is shaped like a wheel, like a piece of pie, so the the center piece of pie is happy. Then the next realm out is playful, content, interested, proud, accepted, peaceful, different aspects of healthy, of happy, different aspects of happy. And then you go beyond that into curious, inquisitive, confident, respected, all within this realm of positive emotion. So we go from the center general to those good feeling emotions on the outside that are very, very specific. You can go to the center core piece of pie that's disgusted. And out from disgusted, you'll find disapproving, disappointed, awful, repelled. Beyond that, judgmental, embarrassed, uh, revolted, detestable, right? You can go to angry in the center, the biggest chunk of pie, and out from angry flows aggression, frustration, uh, criticism. Beyond that is disrespected, furious, jealous, infuriated, provoked, hostile, numb. So by looking at these pieces of pie, you can go from the core general emotion, happy, bad, angry, fearful, surprised, and then use the words to guide you out toward the center and the outside edge of the pie to express what you're truly feeling, to get specific about what you're going through. This is simply nifty. Go get yourself an emotion wheel and do this with your kids or your spouse or your coworkers. When somebody is upset or feeling sad or feeling depressed, Pull out the emotion wheel and look at the emotions listed under those pieces of pie and go beyond. Is it intense at the center or the outer edge? Is there something more specific? Because when we understand the specific feelings we are having, then we can help each other and help ourselves through them and use that. You know, for example, um, long before I knew about the emotional wheel, I was on a trip to Italy with a, a friend and we were standing at the edge of this castle on the top level and there was like no rail or anything to you know save my life 
I'm standing at this edge feeling really nervous about it and feeling also totally exhilarated. And the person I was with was actually a, a psychologist. And, and I said, I am feeling really upset. I'm feeling really scared, I'm feeling really anxious about this. And she looked at me and she said, are you feeling anxious or are you feeling excited? And that was a defining moment for me because I realized how close many of these emotions are, right? Many of the aspects of excitement also feel like anxiety. But when I thought of this in terms of my feelings of excitement, I felt easier with it. I felt like I could get through the moment. And it really uh, changed the intensity of the emotions I was feeling. This stuff matters. And, and while this is really a useful way to deal with the upsetting and hurting feelings, I don't want to slight the good ones either. Because when we stand in those moments of happiness or contentment or peace and calm, when we feel appreciation, those are big, powerful emotions and they start to build our emotional bank account. Those are the things that help us be more resilient when we face troubling times. When we're in those difficult moments, we're able to pull from the emotional bank account, remembering times when we got through it, when things were better. And that helps us grow and move too. So don't slight yourself by remembering only the bad or, or understanding only the negative emotions, but spend some time feeling the good ones too and calling those out as well. Another real practical way of working through big emotions is you know, to talk things through with a friend or a mentor or a therapist. I've done all those things and um, it helps diffuse the stress of difficult feelings. We are not made to go through this world alone. When we share our experiences aloud, it creates some psychological distance, which can help manage the emotion, according to Ethan Cross from uh, the University of Michigan. He's a psychologist who has studied this kind of psychic distance. Another technique he talks about is when you are having a problem or a feeling in your own life, to take some distance from it and talk to yourself from third person. I do this a lot on the golf course. <laughs> when I hit a bad shot, I will back up and it's just saying, oh, that's ridiculous. I'm getting all in a rut and upset about it. I'll say, oh, come on, Polly, you can do better than that. I don't talk to myself like I'm in a Seinfeld episode. But creating a little distance between ourselves and our feelings can help us manage them and understand them better. Create some emotional boundaries for us that can help us get through. And while you're reading from your emotional wheel, I'm serious people, it is simply nifty. Pull out that emotional wheel, print it up, throw it on your fridge, and next time you're going through something, pull it out. I'm telling you this will help. But remember in all of this, that life is not black and white, and, and we are not black and white. We are not rigid, fixed pieces. We are dynamic, living, breathing things. It's possible to hold all of this at once. We can feel angry and upset and also grateful and love in the very same moment. If you've ever been in grief, you know this because you can feel grief-stricken and so sad because of that grief and still feel great love for the person or animal you've lost. So this is a complex process and we are complicated beings, but one of the great gifts of our lives is that we can hold all of that and we can feel excited and sad or excited and anxious all at the same time. 
And this process of the emotional wheel and creating some psychological emotional distance help us see shades of all that we are. As for me right now, I am feeling grateful for all of you who are listening and reviewing the podcast. I've met some of you in person. I've gotten great reviews on iTunes and I am so appreciative and so grateful. I love doing this. I believe in this work and sharing these ideas with you. These are ideas I'm working on myself. I'm I'm living this stuff and learning this stuff right along with you. If you like what you hear on Polly Campbell Simply Said, please drop us a comment or a five-star review. Those things move us up in the rankings and the algorithms, which I am told determine how many people can find the podcast and who can listen. I want more people to be able to share this with us. And thank you for sharing your time with me today. I love doing it. For now, let's take all our good emotions and take them out in the world and live well, do good, and be happy. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid.